0: Did you guys see that that Rule yeah. did not have the Fu Manchu going pregame? He was out yes. there for pregame warmups, and there was no Fu Manchu. He shaved that at some point when he was at the stadium. And I'm what? not sure if you guys noticed or not, Evan Cooper no. had
1: the same look going on. So
0: I'm not sure what that was what was going on with the Fu Manchu look, but Oh
1: man, that was like their equivalent of like shaving your head in the mid 90s before steroids and, and going out to dominate. Oh my god. Wow. What? What? Don't tell me they weren't on steroids. Some of them. Whoa. Some of them. I
2: know. Gary's sitting over there like, no. Now, no, I'm not saying no, way. but I'm saying, whoa, that's awful early to go the steroid route. Well, listen,
1: yeah. it's, it's been 30 years already. Like, we can say
0: that. And for those like, listening and not watching, Gary Sharp has checked in on the Saturday morning edition of Hail
2: Varsity yeah. Radio. Gary, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, boys. How are we doing it's, today? It's oh, so cool. How was our it's night so cool. last night? How are our social media mentions last night? We uh, we did time last night
3: uh, with post-game Sharpie, you know, the feeling. And uh, Elijah and I just kind of nodded, and he went to bed, uh, crashed out early and caught up with uh, the wife and just went to bed. And we both feel pretty good today, but nothing's changed. There's still venom and anger, and I get it uh, this morning, bright and early,
2: uh, with, with how things shook out yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't think – I don't think we're in the business of fan policing. People care. No, people yeah, care, yeah, and and, exactly. and you let them vent after a game like that that looked all too familiar. So yes. let, let it let it rip. I think there's a. You guys were just talking about, and this will be a popular discussion of, is year one a success or disappointment? It's not a failure. That's the wrong word to use. I, I think at the end of the day, as I wake up this morning and I think about the season. Um, this season caught up to Nebraska. I, I think we got caught up in October where they went on a run. They started to have some momentum, which this program has has desperately lacked, is any momentum or seizing opportunities. And, you know, it, it just we – were, we were hoping for the best. And what they have, it caught up to them in the month of November. Now, that doesn't discount that they had opportunities. But at the end of the day – Nebraska Nebraska showed you exactly who they are in 2023. A 5-7 and seven team with a lot of warts that somehow they were able to cover up. But when the quarterbacks got better or the pressure ramped up or the run defense got better, then Nebraska really – they really kind of – they showed their cards and they don't have a lot of cards. Hmm. And thus you lose the last four. But I will tell you this. I think the biggest thing – and I know Brandon and, and Aaron and Brady will write about this and we'll all talk about this – is – If you want to sit here on Saturday after they lose to Iowa and say, Was this year a success? Was it a disappointment? I think you can do that, but I think it's two layered. Guys, I think the response to this season is the biggest thing that will help this program moving forward because they've all been through it now. They know what has ailed this program, they know what the roster is. So, what is your response beginning with retention on your roster, additions on your roster? and being able to develop with those without those extra 15 practices, which this program has missed out on 105 over the last seven years. So to me, the bigger thing is the one thing that this staff can control after this year that doesn't end in a bowl game is their response. How do you address the issues that are at hand? Because I think you were good off the field. I think, man, there's some red flags of on the field, in game, that this staff really needs to take a deep look in the mirror. Gary Sharp is with us, the Iron Horse. Vogues,
3: will let you sneak out, but tell us about Counter-Reed here real quick, partner, before we say goodbye. Thanks again for jumping in this morning. Yeah, twice twice weekly newsletter. I uh, do a couple of free posts each week as well, so people can get a, get a little taste of, of what we're doing over there before, before jumping in the fold if they want, but uh, we don't encourage that. Just jump in two feet. Um, so. Aaron Sorensen and I covering uh, Nebraska athletics. And as, as Gary mentioned, which I think that was very well put, Gary, um, kind of nailed it. Uh, plenty to talk about as we go forward with not just non-football sports, but a lot to dig into on the football front this offseason. So thanks a lot for having me on again, guys. Yep. All right, folks, we'll get caught up again. Uh, Sharpie, let's dive into some of the red flags. Yeah. Uh, As Gertie is saying, (laughs) sports book, sports book, sports book. Gertie would be uh, Merry Christmas. Gertie
1: Gertie would be Chris's Uh, dog. Gertie says Michigan
0: minus four and a half.
1: (laughs) Sometimes Chris will say the German, and I think people lay the heat, fat man. (laughs) Somebody named Giselle or something hanging out there. Uh, but eh. I don't know if you heard this, Gary, because it was before you joined. So I don't. I, we're not going to presume that you were listening the whole time, because you have your own life. You can't always do that, and we understand that. Thank you, um, Marcus. Yeah, you bet. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon said the season, the game went like as if you asked Chat GPT <laughs> or you asked AI <laughs> to simulate a Nebraska Iowa game. That's how it went. <laughs> and uh, so I literally just asked Chat GPT. Yeah. Um, and this one said Nebraska won twenty four twenty one, but I think it's because chat GPT is only using, well, no, I don't know why they would come up with that. Um, but it's true, isn't it? I mean, it was like, Nebraska has become a caricature of itself. Like what, how does that keep happening? Gary, like, please unpack this. What, what uh, it, I, I, it, It's got, It's got, now you're challenging the law of probability. You're challenging like math. And science and law of averages, like. It's been challenged. <laughs> it defies.
0: Yeah.
2: Was it, was it yesterday, wasn't yesterday, guys, two teams that were extremely on brand? Yes. And they're not the same thing? Yeah. I yeah. mean, it, it, that, that's what that game came down to. Yeah, is, great. They were themselves. Isn't that good? That's yeah, good. Well, Who we all uh, want to be. Just be yourself. I, I think Iowa does a very good job of executing what they can. You know, they're, 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 they don't have a super talented roster, but they do a really good job of executing what they can control. Yep. What they control, they're a great run defense. So you kind of made Nebraska one-dimensional. So you put a quarterback who has a tendency to stare down wide receivers, you know, he saved it until later in the game at the worst time. Um, where Nebraska is just, I, I, I think yesterday, trying to kind of answer your question, Mark, and I don't know if you guys are, are reading this as well, like, we're trying to figure out what has ailed Nebraska with the turnovers and what has prevented them from not going to a bowl for seven straight years, which is absolutely unfathomable that they haven't gone to a bowl game for seven years. Wasn't special teams yesterday a microcosm of where Nebraska football is? Hmm. Their was with the yeah, so I'm going to give you something here. So the wild scenario where they were going to kick a 60-yard field oh, goal oh, oh, oh. into the wind. You have mass miscommunication on the sidelines, which is an issue moving forward. Mm -hmm. You don't have the most important guy on the field yet. Nice lint roller, Schmitty. Um, Then you have to burn a timeout, and then you get a punter who nails the ball at the one-yard line, and Sanford is down there to stop it. That play and really special teams all yesterday with the nation fumble, the blocked field goals is just a microcosm of Nebraska football. A little bit of good, more bad, and some downright ugly that at the end of the day comes back to bite you. It's its just crazy, the DNA of this program. And we're going to sift through it. And I don't know, you know, I'll throw this out to you guys. Is it coaching or is it simply dudes? Dudes making plays or coaches calling the right play? Well, I, I, I'd, I'd like
0: to think that Tristan Alvano heard the fake play call and overruled it himself and said, I'm not
2: going out there for that. <laughs>
1: That was yeah. hilarious, though, to see the holder out there and no kicker. <laughs> You're just like, what oh, is happening here? And they like, had here? And, so? and
2: they had to burn a timeout.
1: You have to burn a lot of those timeouts. I, You know what I'll say, too, if we're, if we're just going to be just, I don't know, if we're going to give sort of benefit of the doubt, see it for what it is, take emotion out of it, all those things. This year, I think it is uh, more than anything, save for Sims. Sims doesn't count here. Uh, it's just flat-out inexperience, like a ton of it. If you look at who Nebraska had on the field, like Bullock is all of a sudden, Alex Bullock is like all of a sudden the the veteran grizzled guy. Like what? That guy hardly ever saw the field. Malachi Coleman, first year seeing the field. Jalen Lloyd, first year seeing the field. Thomas Fedoni, people act like he's the second coming. This is the first time he's made it through a damn season. He hasn't even been able to play hardly any snaps. So he's super inexperienced. And you bring in Harburg, super inexperienced. Chubba Purdy, not very experienced. Like you just had do- Emmitt Johnson right i uh, i mean fleeks is like your he's your ve- fleeks and kemp two guys that are 5 foot nothing are your only dudes with inex- with experience on that entire offensive uh operation right? and i think you showed i think you showed you have a bunch of inexperienced dudes that don't know what they're doing and that's why we're like hey the line wasn't so bad well what do they have they have freaking experience right like they've you know they've been there they've done that I guess the question is, Gary, from following recruiting, as closely as you always have, I feel like stats-wise, stars-wise, those kinds of things, Nebraska has a pretty solid stable of skill talent. Not a great one, but a solid one. I think the receiving Mm -hmm. unit could be a 4 by 100 team. That's a good place to start.
2: Uh, I would tell you, they have a kid that can be a star at wide receiver. Who that? His name is Jalen Lloyd. Okay. Jalen Lloyd can be a star in the Big Ten. He has been essentially a wide receiver for two years. Of the three freshman wide receivers, I'm buying more stock in Jalen Lloyd. Why? Why, why, and I'm, and I'm selling my stock in Malachi Coleman. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're selling it. I'm selling it. Why? Well, let me tell you about Jalen Lloyd. I think Jalen Lloyd is very coachable. You don't have to babysit him, okay? So so he's going to learn, and he's going to go out and do what he's told to do. And you watch him over the last couple of weeks. He hasn't gotten the ball all the time, but look at He has, what, his three touchdowns or 50-plus yards. He runs yeah. the route the way it's supposed to be run, yeah. and he has gotten better at his craft, and he's still young at his craft. I'm yeah. buying all the stock in Jalen Lloyd. I'm selling stock in Malachi Coleman because Malachi Coleman all plays matter. If you watch him in his cutups, you can tell when the ball's not coming his way. This is a big mm-hmm. off for Malachi Coleman because for Nebraska to make a step in that wide receiver room, he's an important part of it. But he's got to understand that all plays matter. Now he
1: gets now he gets a lot of credit for his blocking too. So it's kind of it's interesting no, that you're no, saying. No, I'm, I'm going to disagree. Okay,
2: he got no, no he, uh, he gets got a, credit for. No, it. I no, didn't no, give it to he him. He got the a couple. Did. He got a couple of. He got a couple of cut-ups where he made a big play on the end. But for the last, and I'm gonna include this is all of them. It's not just Malachi. They haven't been good the last couple of weeks on perimeter blocking. Yesterday was really, really poor when they couldn't run the football, and they could have used perimeter blocking, and they were not very good in that area. And that is tight ends. Like I like guys, and, and this I'll go right back to the wide receivers, but man. I just I wanted more out of the tight end room this year. We didn't get more out of the tight end room. I thought they would grow. Yeah. They kind of stabilized. Um, but back to the wide receivers. Malachi has – it's not spring that is the most important thing to, to, to him, in my opinion. It is what they do between now and the start of spring to get him to where he should be because he's got the physical attributes to be a dominant player. But right yeah. now, I think Jalen Lloyd is their best young wide receiver. <laughs> and I'm buying stock in Jalen Lloyd because – he knows what he's doing, and is he's okay. going to emerge as a star in the Big Ten. It's okay to hold your stock in Malachi, right? Just hold stock. You don't have to sell it. I mean, that means you're giving up. I, 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 I know he's he's a very nice kid. I just – they need more out of him, and he is not providing that. When when guys – the, the, this whole – they have such a small margin for error. Like, like, they might not even have a margin for error. They need so many things to go right. That every play, all 60 plus snaps, they've got to have guys that are dialed in. And I just didn't see that as the season started to go on and he played a little bit more. But there was no other options of, hey, you know what? You, you, you got to be better. Come on over here and stand next to me. And let's get somebody out there and then we'll put you back into the game. So it's a big, it's a big, it's not just Jalen Lloyd, Malachi Coleman, Mark. It is a big year in the offseason on the offensive side of the ball to figure out the identity. Because I think Matt Rule is in a place where he wants to be super aggressive, but he can't be aggressive because he has a turnover-prone offense. And now we saw the last two weeks, that's the offense Nebraska wants, guys, taking the big shots downfield. That's the offense that they desire, not this, hey, let's be Iowa and let's run the ball. Yeah, they'd like to run the ball, but I think you saw a glimpse the last two weeks of what they want to do. But they've got to decide on that side of the offensive ball what their identity is. If there's still going to be turnovers, but that wide receiver room, it's important. What does Marcus Washington do? What do the young wide receivers do? And what do they do with a young coach that is going to need a year, another year of connecting with his group? Hmm. So, Gary Sharp wire
3: there, the receiver's coach yeah, who is seventeen Gary, years old. Yep. Yeah, Gary Sharp with us here, weekend edition of Hail Varsity. Gary, you nailed uh, something that's really important, and that's the lack of of blocking uh, on the perimeter. How many times did you see tight ends or edge play or those little bubbles get blown up? I mean, yeah. the, 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 in, in November, like November, it was non-existent. You didn't have any edge setting. You had receivers get lit up, and I don't think you're you're off when it comes to a, a full look at malachi coleman where all right dude can you can you take these pointers grow your game we know that you're a a freak physical athlete we know you can burn down field but that's that's just one facet of the game and and i think to to push him they are going to have to find competition right and when it comes to being depleted in that receiver room Their hand was forced to just go with who was healthy. That's why it's big to see Marcus Washington come back. I think he wants Mm -hmm. to come back. I don't know what that availability is. But uh, you had one side of the football defensively Mm -hmm. where your position coaches and your coordinators were all pretty much studs. I mean, you you didn't miss there. Your offensive hires this first year, a lot of outcry about Satterfield. You've got McGuire that's young. You got Barthel. You got Raiola. You don't have a quarterbacks coach, but your quarterbacks coach is your coordinator. Um, let's let's go there for a moment with uh, what Nebraska can can do, maybe in reassigning. And I'm not saying that they will or they won't. But do you look at getting a quarterback coach? That's been
2: a popular question mark out there. You know, so I'm pretty confident that Rule will not stand, Pat. And that doesn't mean he's going to fire guys, right? I, I think you know. Look at. The, Tony White and his defensive crew did a great job of putting guys in the right position. Mm-hmm. Nebraska offensively, they didn't, didn't have they didn't have all the, the tools time. in the toolbox, and so they had to play with what they had. So I think that also applies to the staff. Mm-hmm. And you know what, what what if what is what do you want to do, and then who does that best? You know they'll have a decision to make on a tight end coach um, because uh, you know he was not he was not the tight end coach that you expected. Now, is he going to be the guy moving forward? You know, Marcus Satterfield originally was going to be your tight end OC coach. Does that open a spot on the staff uh, for a quarterback coach? I don't know. I just know that, that rule won't stand pat because I think what rule did this year is remember, he said they're further ahead than his stops at Temple and Baylor. So essentially next year is the, the magical year three and I, I don't, you know, I, I think his approach, His the, again, I go back to the response to this season will tell you everything you need to know. Like, we say, man, there's some issues on offense. Man, communication, sideline communication was just a complete mess the last couple of weeks. What's their response? And that shows you kind of, I think, the mindset of where Rule looks at the window next year and maybe the following year. But I, I could see him maybe moving some guys around but i just don't see it in the cards for him to fire fire someone after right. the first year especially his offensive coordinator you know i'm not saying it couldn't happen right. but i just i don't think he'll throw satterfield to the wolves he more or like might say we got to cut way down and then we got to find a quarterback that meets what you want to do because purdy met what i think satterfield and rule actually want to do on offense so
1: why
0: do, you I, think I, it, I, why do you think it took like so Purdy, long? Um, do you believe the, the injuries with Purdy? What took so long to see him on the field? Well, uh,
2: I think a little bit of injuries. Um, and I also think, you know, sometimes Purdy is a little bit of a gunslinger. Um, you know, not, not mm-hmm. running the exact play that was called. So there's yes. that trust mm-hmm. factor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, here, here's the thing. Purdy doesn't get on the field if they don't have an injury. You know, Rule wasn't pulling guys this year because of performance. Mm-hmm. They were because of injury. And his injury was, you know, a groin. And, you know, I, I almost think about watching the game yesterday. I'm like, man, he's looked pretty good for a guy that's going to have to have quote-unquote surgery on his groin. But, but here's the thing about Purdy, guys. He, you know, when, when he had to make third down passes yesterday, he did. Nebraska couldn't run the ball. Iowa was too good run defense. You know, yep. uh, Iowa. Nebraska's approach running the ball yesterday was to take, a, take an advantage of they get, would get Iowa out of position and then be able to, to break one. Their biggest run was a scramble of 14 yards by Purdy. Purdy was really good on third down. Look at the six. So they converted. They were 8 of 17 on third down. He completed yeah. six passes on third down. Yeah. And usually they were big boy passes. Mm-hmm. So it's Across the, the field, it's, yeah, deep outs from it's, across it's, the it's field. The hitter, it's a yeah. hit or miss with Purdy. But yeah. with what they want to do offensively, in my mind, moving forward, and we'll see their response by what the quarterbacks look like that arrive at Nebraska – I mean, do we think that Purdy's coming back? He, he politely declined not to talk to the media. He did reveal, when we all thought it was May, he did reveal that he's going to graduate next month.
1: I think his brain, uh, I, I think his last couple of weeks has completely changed up everything that was or was not. He. I, I bet you he really doesn't know right now. Well, and, right? I,
0: the problem with it being, I'm sure Purdy yeah. wants to be a starting quarterback, and I'm sure any quarterback within the program here's the fans and can see the writing on the wall that their performance wasn't good enough this year. And therefore the staff goes to the portal.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. Look, Nebraska is going to go into the portal. I think we can all be very confident in saying that the question is, are you going to bring in, or uh, will you actually bring in somebody who is a no brainer starter over Chubba? That's the question, right?
3: Well, do me a favor and evaluate the right guy. So bring somebody in that can go win the job or make it a competition that well of course but i'm just saying like what
1: is the likelihood because i think nebraska will probably bring in a chubba like transfer yeah right i, I, I think I, that's the type of dude you're. yeah gonna get. i don't think you're or, getting a daniels i don't think you're getting a, a K, uh caleb williams level quarterback right no, i think I, you're bringing
2: I, in a guy that's got potential and you hope it works i agree with you you know will rogers is the latest to go into the portal I don't think Nebraska will get a quarterback. Now they're 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 equipped. Yeah, get Justin Fields. Yeah, they're not Justin Fields. They're not going to get like a, oh my gosh. But here's the quarterback, in my opinion, that Nebraska needs to get. So I think they need to get two. I would like an older guy and a younger guy, but I don't want the older guy to have one year of eligibility. I want him to have two years of eligibility, and I, I just need two things out of him. Okay, one, I need him to be able to play quarterback. Yes, that's a given. I need that person to be vetted. And that they are mentally prepared to be the quarterback at the University of Nebraska because this yes. place is like on un- another place when it comes to quarterbacks, and it'll take you through the ringer. So mentally, you got to be pretty damn strong, okay? Define. Between years, the and then Define. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you another yeah. one, guys. This is this is just my observation. They need a personality in a quarterback that is completely different from Marcus Satterfield. I think Marcus Satterfield is a very nice guy. But if you compare him to Tony White in terms of personality from an alpha to a non-alpha, I think on the offensive side of the ball at quarterback, the next guy that's quarterback in 2024 needs to be a just a, a, a dog, okay? And he needs to be somebody you're afraid of that is a baller that also exudes leadership, doesn't say, hey, I'm the quarterback, come follow me, says, guys, follow me because I'm going to go do it. That's what Nebraska needs moving forward is a guy that is a big-time alpha that's going to have leadership, that's going to get everybody going in the right direction, and then mentally is extremely strong to handle the ups and downs of playing quarterback at the University of Nebraska. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're asking a lot. I know. (laughs) know, It's not an easy guy to find. So, so again, I go back to the response. Some might say the way this staff brought in Jeff Sims, that's a red flag. Okay, you get a mulligan. You can't do that again. It's going to take a lot of vetting to get that kind of guy on campus because for this team, for what they have as a foundation for 24, that's what I believe they need at that position to move forward because we can say all these one-loss games and it comes down to coaching. Yeah, there are major coaching decisions that go on every single play, but Nebraska needs dudes making plays. They need dudes being dudes, and, and, and they need, in this case, they need a dude at quarterback. That when it's time to make plays, he makes plays. We can make fun of Deacon Hill and his numbers aren't great, but when Deacon Hill needed to make a play yesterday, what
0: happened? Mm-hmm. He made a play. One thing I want to add with the portal here, just because, Mark, I think you kind of have a, a pessimist view on the transfer portal. Like, I look at it like, yeah, Nebraska got Jeff Sims last year. That leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Casey yeah. Thompson was fine, but they're like, Graham Mertz last year in the transfer portal was not a hot commodity. Everyone thought it was Wisconsin's garbage they're throwing away. They don't want Graham Mertz anyway. Quietly had himself a very nice year for Florida this year. Over 70% completion percentage, 20 touchdowns to three interceptions. They didn't have the win-loss record that they wanted to have this year, the Florida Gators, but quietly had himself a very nice season. He was not the reason they were losing games, in my opinion, from what I saw of the Florida Gators. And I'll admit... Whenever you're covering the Husker football team, you don't get as watch as much college football as you'd like from across the country. But there are guys out there that I'm not saying you can go bring in a Caleb Williams, a guy that's going to change your program, but you can bring in guys that can quietly have themselves a good season and not be the reason you're losing football games. Graham Burts was not the reason Florida was losing football games this year.
1: I think I think Gary, who you're describing, and I think once I say this name, it'll be a I see a, it not an approval. Max Duggan, that type. I know yeah. he's not available. I'm just saying. Yeah. That type of dude is sort of what you're talking about, right? Yep. Where it's just like, yep. that is Max's team. Obviously, he's not maybe the most gifted, but he's pretty good, <laughs> and he will lower his damn shoulder, and that dude will be bleeding from the face, and he'll he keep playing. Like a dude like that is that sort of where you're at? Where yeah, you know, and I Mordecai is. I'm I'm actually intrigued by Mordecai. I think even a guy like him, like just sort of defiant. You know, has a little bit of off-script ability. I think you need that. Um, Now, okay, let's go positive real quick. Let's go positive. Um, Controversial take, maybe. (laughs) Maybe, controversial take. I believe Emmitt Johnson is a running back you can build around, and here's why. Um, I think for a guy who probably he himself did not think he was going to play much at all. I think as a running back, he understands the integrity of each, of each play. And he tries to execute it. Right. Like he, he does hit the holes yep. where it's designed. He might miss the little sub holes where his decision, like maybe his instincts aren't the best where, uh, if he just would have cut it left there, he had an extra, extra few yards. I think he has legitimate wiggle in the hole. I think he's fearless going into the hole. Right. Like He's not bouncing anything. Um, I think he also, and this is rare, Nebraska, I don't think has had this since, what, Lucky? God. Uh, Mir, probably a Amir. No, Roy Hale. Okay, mm-hmm. they've had a few. Um, but I think he has the legitimate breakaway ability. Like, if he gets to the open field, which goes back to the receiver blocking that we were all talking about, if he gets to the open field, that dude's not getting hawked. Like, he is a burner. Um, you put 10 to 15 pounds on that kid, he just strikes me as a guy that is – Legitimately going to get better each year. I don't think we've seen his peak at all. Um, I think he's underdeveloped physically. I think that's a dude you can build around at the running back spot. That is my controversial take. Not saying he needs to be the bell cow, but I think he needs to be in the mix and will be in the mix. He he also he doesn't fumble, right? I I think there's just a lot he can catch the ball. There's a lot with that guy. Good player. Controversial opinion. What do y'all think?
2: Hey, I, I, was, I was completely wrong on him, and I, I've admitted numerous times. I, I wondered why Nebraska gave him a scholarship, but this is good on him. He stuck with it, and he worked on his body, and he worked on his craft, and he waited for his opportunity, and he seized his opportunity. I'm with you, Mark. He's in the running for running back one. I will tell you something I think is kind of key, and, and I'm not dogging on the kid, but will actually help the running back room next year, is they don't have the Anthony Grant factor. Is a guy that was really good a year before, but appears to be in the doghouse because you gotta learn how to do day-to-day protocol to get on the field yeah. that you don't have that hanging around because man, you wanna use him because Anthony can give you some stuff, but then you're like, eh,
1: Dude, he's an explosive athlete. I think okay. that's the question. That that's but, the that's the part that pisses you off because you're like physically, just yeah. physical attributes. Dude is really explosive and strong. You know,
2: and I I, I think Emmett Johnson's got a chance here. Here's the thing with Gabe Irvin is, you know, and and Irvin went out and worked and got himself into RB1. But, man, is there a part of you guys that thinks, man, what if Gabe is just injury prone? And that's what his career – you know, his career is going to be like a Trey Bryant. We see flashes, but ultimately injuries keep him off the field more than on the field. Yeah. you know, and it's losing, a hip. It's losing, a hip. Yeah, losing Kawan Lacy was a big deal. Don't overlook that. Him decommitting from Nebraska, because there was a guy that I thought was going to be a third down, a three down back. And Nebraska may have that in Emmett Johnson. You know, he his whole game got better as the season went along. He protects the ball. He runs smart. They're going to need to work on their vision. That's one yeah. thing running backs are going to have to be better at in 24 is their vision. Yeah. But I thought Emmett Johnson taken took enough of a leap. Mark, I'm there with you. I think he's he's firmly in the mix in the spring to be RB one.
0: I, I was a hell of a lot more impressed with Emmett Johnson than with what I saw from Gabe Irvin early in the season. I'll, I'll lay that out there right now. And yeah, knee injury followed up by a hip injury, it's concerning. I mean, yeah, I, I, I wonder with him could that be a future fullback in this program? Mm. I, yeah, I wonder about what yeah. he can do with his legs following the two lower body injuries. Is he going to be able to be a guy that can be a three down back moving forward, following those are two difficult injuries to come back. Well,
3: I like, I like Emmett's explosiveness period in the, the one, two Sharpie. I'm going to go back to quarterback for two seconds. I know we got to get you out.
2: Can you stick around a little Gary? This is, I, I got you until the bottom of the hour.
3: Oh, look at that. A little sharp overtime. How attractive is Nebraska going to be for quarterbacks? You can want, you can vet, you can go look for that, all those attributes that you're right on about that Nebraska needs, but are quarterbacks going to look at Rule's history, Satterfield's history, the identity question mark with this offense, or is it just straight up a sell job plus a bag of money? I mean, uh, can, it, can, it, can, it, can, it, can it can it work out for Nebraska? Can they be in the running against some of these other places, and you look at you look at uh, Daniels, right? That, that's, your, that's your dream. Uh, Daniels from Arizona State to, um, to LSU. Or, or Bo Nix, right? Bo Nix was kind yeah. of a train wreck at Auburn. Look at how he found himself year six at uh, Oregon. I mean, there's talent for
2: sure. Uh, can it be cultivated? And, no. and can, can you match up? No, it's a great question because what do a lot of these guys that go into the portal that want a new life want? They want somebody they wanna, to help them wanna, get ready. They want to win. They want to win, but they also want to get to the NFL. Yeah. Okay. Um, is Nebraska only attractive because they'll have a bag of money? Or what is the what is the thing that Nebraska is selling to these quarterbacks? That's why I say that one-year guy, eh, I don't want. I want that two-year guy. You mm-hmm. know, you can sell them on. You're playing in a place like Nebraska. You're playing in the Big Ten. You've got young wide receivers that are going to be talented pass catchers that all they need is a – Quarterback that throws a good ball, and you're going to see those wide receivers take off. That's why I think the quarterback that ends up in Nebraska out of the portal will be a connection to Nebraska. It will have some past history; where they've been recruited by Nebraska. They have some connection, family-wise, to Nebraska, or they have some connection to Matt Rule. Like one of Matt Rule's former assistants recommends them. See, I, I think that's the root. Stop of the right there. I know. I know. It's a, hey. There's, there's a lot of people that look at it as a red flag in decision-making of why you went with Sims. And I'm here to tell you, here's the frustrating thing about Sims, is the turnovers, they weren't just in games. Guys, they mm-hmm. had been going on in the spring, the summer, and the fall. And that's mm-hmm. now starting to come out. So I'm going to give you a mulligan, but you have to find a guy that, you know, is not – is not somebody – you have to find a guy that's got good enough DNA quarterbackism that matches with yours. So that's why I don't think it'll be a splash guy. It's going to have to just be somebody nice and solid. You know, Elijah brought up Graham Mertz. Graham Mertz all of a sudden was a solid quarterback at Florida. I mean, I think Nebraska – I want a dude, but I want a dude that's solid, that's consistent. That's all we're asking for, Mm -hmm. right? It's just consistency
1: that's not turnover prone. That's more than just a nice, good teammate, you know, that, uh, you know, and I can understand why you get enamored with someone like Jeff I I really can just in terms of pure, it's almost like Anthony grant, right? Just in terms of sheer athleticism, sheer ability, physical traits, like, wow, impressive, really impressive. You know, like this is, the ball looks pretty coming out of Sim's hand too. (laughs) It does until it goes to the other team, but it's, uh, I, I can understand that. So, I and I think you're right. I think you have to give them a mulligan. They got here in, what December? The the staff got here in December. They had to move quickly. They had to figure out their, yeah. what are they going to do? They they made a move and, and and here you are. And and I think also, Satterfield probably what because it was going to be Pete's that was the offensive coordinator. That was his target. Yeah. Yeah. For offensive coordinator didn't work out. And, Satterfield kind of shifted into
2: that. And role. and guys, so. We already knew Sims had the turnover issues coming in. Look at look at the wide receivers they had. I mean, the the offense that is we're talking about on November twenty fifth was nowhere near the offense that they envisioned on April twenty fifth. Yeah, no, no. I mean, so so it was an adjustment that they that I don't think Marcus Satterfield was prepared for, and it showed until the last two games when he found a quarterback that he was comfortable throwing the ball down the field. And I think yeah. that's what he wanted to do. So there's going to be a lot into this. But, I mean, guys, the, the, the bottom line with the quarterback position is, what if we wake up on December 4th and Nebraska has one guy on campus and they only have one recruit, and that's Danny Kalen? You have two quarterbacks. You know, Jeff Sims is going to graduate in May, I believe. Brock Purdy's going to graduate in December. So... Or, yeah. Chubb pretty, excuse me. And his real name is uh, Preston. I found out. Yeah. Well, and nobody Still can pronounce Preston. his first name. Um, yeah. so, you know, they've, they've got to have already done their homework. That's why I think it's a connection to Nebraska that will end up here. Um, mm. you know, Lincoln Klein holds at Ohio state is somebody that gets a lot of run there you go. because there's there you go. the connection. He was recruited. Well, he wanted to be recruited by Nebraska previous staff didn't go all in on him. Um, Family member, built the football facility. Mom has a job in Lincoln. He's from South Dakota. Now, he gets $600,000 at Ohio State in a car. That's what the quarterbacks get at Ohio State. If you're the starter, McCord probably gets a little bit more. So Nebraska's going to have to dip into the NIL and pay for somebody that they think is worthy of leading them in 2024. Mm -hmm. But, again, I think it's a connection. I think, I, think, there's, there's I think there's one more a connection, connection, there. connection there. There's yeah.
0: one more connection there. High school teammate, Jason Majacek just made the flip over to offensive line would yeah. be connect or well, protecting
2: Lincoln keynotes. And the, and the Hausman's from Norris are his cousins that are on the current roster.
0: Hmm.
2: He's just, I'm not saying that he's in the portal, but we I'm using him as an example of there's connections of guys that you have past history with. I get asked a lot up here in Omaha about Zane floors at Oklahoma state, yeah. who is redshirting this year. And was was kind of he was told that he was going to be redshirting. It's my understanding that, um, you know, he's he's a guy that likes Oklahoma State. But hey, you never know. Um, we'll say this: that if if it ever gets to the point with, I'm going to give you a little. I know Satterfield gets bashed, but I'm going to give you a little good thing that Satterfield did back in December. So Zane Flores, Mickey Joseph, when he was named the interim coach, he immediately contacted the Flores family and said, "Hey, we'd like to we'd like to get back involved." And the family politely said, no, we've been committed to Oklahoma State. We're pretty loyal to them. We're going to stay with Oklahoma State, but thank you for the call. When the coaches made their tour around the area to introduce themselves back in December, Marcus Satterfield was told to go to Gretna. He wanted to meet Zane Floors, but he didn't want to, okay, beg and say, hey, you know, it's two weeks until signing day. Look at us. He just wanted to shake his hand and say, hey, congratulations, congratulations, on the season that you had, players like you will never leave the state again. I don't know if that will ever matter, but down the road, that was a huge, huge statement by Satterfield not to pressure Zane because he didn't want to come down to the coach's office. They didn't want to come out of class and go, I don't want to talk to a Nebraska coach. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going there. So so that's something out there. But, again, to wrap this all up and land the plane on quarterbacks, I think it will be a connection. I don't think unless Nebraska has a bag man that has a lot of money – It'll be somebody that you go, whoa my gosh, look at that guy. If it is, eat, then then Matt Rule has changed his tone on NIL. Eat mm-hmm. beef in the stream,
1: says <laughs> Dylan Riola has that connection. Ain't ruling him out yet. I Ain't rule him out. I, I no, no, listen, Don- no, listen. Donovan and Dominic are gonna call and Donovan will be like, Hey man, did you see that pass pro last couple weeks? Huh? You see that pass pro?
2: We got you. We got your boy. We got your boy. And then, Everybody's and then George, coming back. And then George is going to say, "Hey, you see that Carson Beck? He's played so well. He's probably going to be off to the NFL."
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I know that's
3: probably
2: okay. Let's switch to defense. <laughs> hold on.
3: Hold on. Hold on. Two seconds. Two seconds. I ain't ruling out Raiola. I'm not ruling him two, out. Two, well, You, you, you good, good. I want some of your drugs. I love it. Um, <laughs> kind holds. Beagle. It's legal. I only get no. The I know stuff from Keinholz. Just for yeah. a second, vape I believe Keen, Keenholz. I believe Keenholz. Thank you for your German help, Elijah. Yeah, Keenholz, Keenholz just, just... That. Elijah studied German. I believe this is true. Um, He's got some people are from Munich. We, awesome. we also
0: know listeners from the South All Dakota area good. that have told us in the past. Keenholz. Keenholz.
3: but with, with with him to be good enough to to be scouted, recruited and then taken by Ohio State. They've done a marvelous job of quarterback evaluation and then development. So if you're able to get a guy that's at least spent a year under Lincoln, not Lincoln, excuse me, but um Ryan Day. Ohio State, Ryan Day. That's uh that's pretty big. I mean, that doesn't happen every day. I know that there's quarterbacks from Ohio State that go to the portal, but to, to have the opportunity possibly, and he's not in the portal yet, Sharpie, uh, w- would be big. I mean, that's pretty high-end quarterback tutorage, I would say. Uh, Ohio State's history speaks for itself. Are you not agreeing?
2: Oh, no, no. I, I, I'm i in full agreement with you. I mean, I, I also think there's private discussion. What if Chubba says he wants to come back? What if Chubba's your starting quarterback against UTEP in September of 2024? I don't hate it. I don't. I don't. Mean, I don't dislike it either. I just need he's to He's good on the change. deep ball. I need he's to see on a
3: change ball. in behavior with turnovers. Yeah. Period. That's that's structural too. Like maybe
1: not. Maybe don't drop back as much. Like this. Yeah. Boy, Elijah looks like he's got to drop one here. He, he does not. He like doesn't this. want. He doesn't he's want quarterback in twenty four. He's no. grimacing. I, I'm just saying. I, I just don't think you rule it out. You, you haven't seen
3: enough of him to 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 shut the door on him.
1: Well, and I've seen uh, enough off script stuff that I like. I like how he mm-hmm. can spin out of trouble, and he's p- been pretty accurate on some of the deep stuff, which is probably going to be Nebraska's bread and butter.
2: That I throw into the wind was incredible but, last year. But I, yes. I think I think if that's the if that's the case, if he does return, I mean, I think there's the, you know, I, I'm always curious on how quarterbacks react when they're playing meaning, meaningful games, and we've seen how Purdy's reacted the last two weeks. Is mm-hmm. can you make Purdy a drop back quarterback that is comfortable in the pocket? I just don't want to see the drop back game in Lincoln,
1: Nebraska ever, period. It doesn't work. Sorry.
2: It's not gonna so work. You you always get, get, you're always gonna roll the pocket.
1: Y- yes. Unless you bring in a Zach Taylor, who is literally one of the best football minds on the planet. Like it works for him. <laughs> it works for it worked for him. Like, oh wow, everything worked great. Then it's like it's he had a Zach he had an Taylor. insane offensive line. It's Zach Taylor who coached a damn team into the Super Bowl at age whatever he is, like 32 or something. I mean, come on. He's a he's an absolute phenom. Right, like, so if if Nebraska can get that guy, great.
2: You know, I just don't know if there's so, many of those guys so, out there. So the approach of quarterback is, let, let's let's say Chuba does have an interest in staying at the University of Nebraska. Hmm. I think he likes the lifestyle that is being a quarterback at Nebraska. Um, then if you because you still have to go into the portal, are you going into the portal to get a guy that's better than Chuba or a guy that is? Is exactly who Chuba is. So, okay.
3: go get me a better quarterback and yeah. let the best man yeah. win. It's okay.
2: thank you.
1: I have had it with the whole like, if you're about competition, you're about competition, period. That That's
2: why, yeah. I just asked well, the question. I'm not that I, I'm with we, you guys on this.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. We go, we go, I mean, that makes you revisit the Burrow decision with Frost and all that. It's just like, sh- shut up, bring him in, right?
3: Quit worrying about well, Adrian Sim, Sims. Sims didn't really like, have to compete for the job either. Doesn't feel like after. Time passed. Well, okay, all right. Can we, let's real quick one
1: question or, or, or uh, a one-word answer, so we can get into the meat of this. Gary, does does Tony White come back? Yes or no? As Nebraska's defensive coordinator in twenty twenty four. Yes. Okay. That said, um, should we expect Nebraska to have an improved defense over this year and be a really salty group? I say yes when you go across all three levels, I think you got some serious options. I think Robinson and, and Hutmacher can be terrors. They just reinvented their body coming into this year. Hutmacher, this is his first year ever being this nimble. And then you have Robinson, who I think has a chance, like Sue, won't be Sue, not saying he's going to be an Outland winner or even all-conference necessarily, but if he makes that decision like Sue did, which people don't really talk about enough, like makes a conscious decision of I'm going to be great. And I am going to do literally everything. Sue was in phenomenal shape. People do not give that enough credit. That guy, you did not have to take him off the field. He did not get tired. He was in incredible physical condition. If Robinson does something like that, I don't know. I'm very bullish on Nebraska's defense if White
2: comes back. So, there's a couple things about the defense. They had a great year, they were, they were better than we expected. The transition to 3 3 5 went smoother than we could have ever anticipated. And that has a lot to do with Tony White and his coaches. They got, got some really good coaches on that side of the ball that Tony White coached up his coaches and didn't let them coach. And he let them do their thing. And he just let guys play. You know, I loved his comment yesterday. Or, or what Ty Robinson said is Tony white just said, Hey guys, just go out and play today. I'm not going to coach you. This is game 12. You know what you're doing? Just go out and play. And I think that's kind of the mindset on that side of the ball. A couple of things moving forward with 24 on defense. There is an area that Nebraska does need to fix, which is good as they were defensively, man, does it go counterintuitive to they couldn't get off the field. Now, third and long. Yeah, they brutal. were not a great third and long defense, which really is kind of bizarre considering how stable a defense they were. But into 2024, middle linebacker worries me. I think they lose a lot of experience there. Henrich but, and Reimer. But they're going to bring back somebody who at the end of fall camp, his position coach, intimated that he's the best player regardless of position on the field. Deshaun Singleton will return from injury. Now, that's a that became a, a pretty severe injury. Um, I think he'd be good to go for spring. But He, he was, was pretty slight coming in. Yeah, he, he was he really was, a, a thin he, guy coming in. He's a guy that, yeah. you know, his first year here, you're like, where'd that guy go? Next year, you're like, whoa, this staff, boy, it's all about development. Look, at they're pushing the right buttons. They got guys in the right position. He's a guy that will return. Um, but I expect that defense to make a leap in the next year. I expect them to get better and more knowledge and be sound, but they've got to fix getting off the field on third down because that is bizarre. As good as they were in a lot of elements, they just, especially over the last two weeks against the quarterback run game, the tight ends, they couldn't get off the field on third down. But I I expect them to, to not take a step back and to improve next year because another year of coaching. And remember, look at the recruiting class coming in. They are they're pretty heavy on some of the better players on that side of the ball. A so ton I think, of DBs, yeah. Gary. A so, ton of DBs. So I I think yeah. they'll be I think they'll be very good. Keep an eye on Isaac Gifford's decision on what he's going to do. He's, back. he's back. um yeah, yeah, well he's smart because I would walk to and say hey how about some nil? But Nebraska's going to have to play the numbers game. They're going to have to they're going to have to move some things around to keep everybody happy with scholarships.
0: Well, Kent Kent. Luke just just toss off a hundred thousand for Isaac for the year. Is that, is that not possible? <laughs> well, what I'll say though yeah. is, is whenever I look at the defense next year, how it shapes up, I think Nebraska is losing one most likely surefire NFL guy in Quentin Newsom. I think Quentin Newsom quietly had himself a very yeah. nice year. I'm not saying first round pick. I'm not saying second round pick. I think that's the guy that gets drafted. I think that guy that's the guy that finds his way onto an NFL yeah. roster next year. But I look at next year. I think Tommy Hill really made a leap this season with his yeah. ability to get turnovers. I think he's still got strides to make, but I think that's probably a future NFL guy. Hutmacher, Robinson, Deshaun Singleton. I think the amount of potential NFL guys you could have on that defense yep. next season really gets my interest peaked in terms of what that defense can be, regardless yep. if Tony White is yep. the, the defensive well, coordinator or not. Well, they
2: also need help from the offense, because I thought over the last couple of weeks that's a defense that got really tired, and they got very yep. sloppy with their mechanics. Like yesterday – you know, some of their run fits, especially on that 22-yard run there late in the fourth quarter, that was just a sloppy, bad run fit. I thought guys started to play more with their eyes um, as the season went on, and they were on the field for a long time. Look at that first they half were. yesterday. They were out Whoa. there for a long time. I think they – it like they, 19 minutes or something like yeah, that? We yeah, we were yeah. always fearful of, oh, boy, when is this defense going to bend and then they're just going to break. I think we started to see it at the end of the year because they were put in such pressure situations. Now, good on them. Tony White in terms of his quick-change defense and a sense of urgency, was fantastic. But I thought that defense got stressed because they were put in that spot a lot at the tail end of the season, especially in the month of November. They
3: did incredible work all year long when it comes to turnovers and points not allowed off yep. of turnovers, to your point yeah. about sudden change. But yep. you look at the, the Maryland game, a big run, walk-off, you look at yesterday, big run, walk-off, where, yeah. to your point yeah. about the run fit, and then some missed tackles. You saw yeah. missed tackles creep up as good as they were all year, especially in comparison to some past defenses. They just wore down. They just wore down and didn't make a tackle. They made yeah. eight out of ten times most of the season. Pass rush, Sharpie. That is going to be big for Nebraska. We know they've, they've been pretty good. I think third in the Big Ten in sacks. Yeah. Good for them. But they've had to bring pressure a lot. Can this defense make and take a jump to getting pressure with not having to send the kitchen sink? I like the the blitzes and I like the sack numbers. But right now, the reality is, is Nebraska is not getting home
2: even if they do bring pressure on some of those third and eights. Yeah. Do you guys think yeah. though of all everything this season of a lot of guys that played on that side of the ball, they may have found their first true pass rusher in a while, principal because I. Well, Prince will yes, who had the nice little bowling celebration. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was funny. That was good. But I'm telling oh, you, I'm, I'm telling you, a guy Lenhart is another James Williams. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's nasty. Yep. He's, nasty. Yep. he's nasty. Yeah. He's his, nasty. Arm he's, his arm yep. length. His arm length. Man. He is
1: tough. He is tough to to stop on a, in a one on one situation for pretty much any tackle. Like he's that's a specialist that Nebraska has there. The, I think the other reclamation project that I give a lot of credit to the defensive staff and probably Evan Cooper, the reclamation project that is Tommy Hill was incredible. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, like, if you look at – I mean, I was out on him completely. I was just like – Oh, there were a lot of is, people that were out on him. <laughs> I was like, this dude, he's, he doesn't want to hit anybody. He's I mean, Get him off the of field. Like, you can't you can't play power fight. You, you need to hit at minimum. Um, and Nebraska has that across the board. Like, that, that team isn't scared to hit. You know, Phelan yeah. Sanford's given up his body last week, like, you know, filling a hole, yeah. like, beautiful – Beautiful job of filling the hole. That happens a lot. But Tommy Hill yesterday in the fourth quarter on an out pattern that I believe it was on a third down, um, kind of a deep out. His closing speed, where he was trailing, he was trailing the receiver by a good couple yards. That where he almost intercepted and then, it, and then just hit on, on the pure breakup, on the okay. pure breakup. Almost, oh, okay, yeah, on the out,
2: on the out to the Nebraska boundary. Yep, yep. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's the third down. closing
1: speed once the ball was in the air tommy hill was running like a 3840 at that point <laughs> I mean, that dude closed so damn fast and knocked that ball away there there is nobody else on the roster there are a few people in the conference that can do that I mean, that that's yeah. that that he displayed extraordinary ability uh doing that and so you understand maybe why coaches have been so enamored with the guy um so i think maybe a year of him settling too yeah. He's been bounced back and forth now how many times between receiver yeah. and corner last two years. So him settling at that position, he could become something really special. And it's pretty well, incredible I mean, how
0: Nebraska got a guy a year before Matt rule arrives. That fits the rule mold perfectly of athletic traits out the wazoo needs development. Yep. That's the perfect yeah. Matt rule candidate. It, and it's incredible it, Nebraska hit him a year it, before Matt rule showed up.
2: The, the other thing they need to do defensive back is they need to take Malcolm Hartzog off the roller coaster. They need to stick him at cornerback or safety and let him play there and not bounce him back and forth because I don't he's think safety. he was ready to do both. Even though they're coached to be versatile mm-hmm. um, and cross train, I don't think Malcolm's the guy to do cornerback he, and safety. Oh, even in, me, even in the same in the course of one game. To me, he's honey badger part.
1: Two. Like that's that's you give him that role. You put him at safety or you put yeah. him at. Well, they have they, got to identify
2: and they got to get yeah. him off the roller coaster because he was on it this year.
1: Yeah, Gary, it, but, but I li- I love his physicality. I love his playmaking ability. Um, I think he has good good instincts for the game. He's got he's got all that stuff that Honey Badger had. He's like Honey Badger Lite. That's what he is. Gary, That's what I, he could at his best.
0: I, Gary, I know we're up against it here, so I want to get you out on this. You've had some time to think about it. A word or a phrase that you think we're going to look back on to describe the 2023 season.
2: The same. Hmm. Nice. El mismo in Spanish. So you know, I mean just you yeah. think about you our guys, show. You guys, you think about of of all the all the steps forward they made, and they probably made steps forward that we can't see because we're not there every day. The first game against Minnesota, the last game against Iowa kind of looked exactly the same. Bookends. Yep. What a way to bookend the season, right? Like yep.
1: truly incredible. Truly incredible. Uh, but but at the same time, I believe whatever uh had affected uh or had in yeah whatever had infected Nebraska in in recent years where being physical was kind of optional. It's no longer optional yeah. under yeah. rules tutelage. Like
2: that, it's a thanks, physical Thanks to how they practice. practice. Yeah. Hey, yeah. There, guys, guys. This Saturday a year ago was when Matt Rule was hired. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's. Okay, so you remember what the program was coming off. uh, It was a Saturday morning after Iowa and how we felt about that and how we felt about the 22 season. How do you feel a year later of the Matt Rule experience with now 12 games under our belt, talent, coaching, on, off, field, with a guy who I say go build, you're a builder, go build, and find a way to beat for the first time in your career power five teams that win at least eight games, which he's never done. Which he's never done. I'm encouraged so because of the a, development. He's a, yeah, he's a builder, and I say go build. But a year later, Schmidt, Elijah, Mark, how do you feel about where Nebraska is?
3: They They need to clearly stop this fourth quarter meltdown stuff. That's obvious. I get it. But I'm encouraged because I think they can get better. And from what I've seen of guys that were gathering dust or some no-names, they got better. They played well. They played meaningful football. And at least on the defensive side, uh, pretty good eye for talent. Those young guys contributed. Good eye for talent on offense with those young wide receivers. They're not perfect. But they they made some plays. Uh, Emmett Johnson made some plays. So, no, I'm encouraged, man. I mean, I, it, it, if you're a Nebraska fan – November absolutely sucked with how much he got kicked below the belt. That said, I think this guy knows what he's doing. And I think they'll, uh, a year from now, we'll be talking about what Bull Nebraska is going to. And if their November was better against a pretty murderous schedule, at least it looks that way on paper. So go get me a quarterback, go develop the quarterback, knock that crap off with turnovers. Get a little more consistent in the run game and let the dad there. Let the the defense Uh let the defense defense go eat. So I'm encouraged. And it just comes down to uh, to some execution and decision making, coach and
0: player. And what I'll say is every single coach in America has a vision for their program whenever they're hired. There's a vision on one hand and then there's a reality on the other hand. And I don't think Nebraska was able to to meld, they don't find the marriage between the vision and the reality in year one. A lot of coaches have that same experience yep. in year one. There's a long way between vision and reality. I think Nebraska got closer yeah. between vision and reality in year one. I think there's a lot of retooling that needs to be done in the off season. Reason for encouragement is the freshman playmakers in Nebraska got on the field this year and the jumps that they'll yep. make, the freshmen that are coming in, they need to take an off season to try to get vision and reality closer. And we'll see how it looks next year. I'm not confident enough to say Nebraska will be playing in a bowl game next season. I think there's still a long distance between vision and reality. I'm calling it. At I'm Nebraska.
1: calling it now, Elijah. I'm not willing I'm to call it, it right
0: now. I'll, wait, I'll no. wait and see who the quarterback is going to be. There's still a long way between vision and reality. Mm-hmm. Nebraska moved a step closer in year one. They can do more through winter and spring football with the talent on the field to get vision and reality closer. When vision and reality meet, Nebraska is going to be something special. A lot of coaches failed to ever get their vision to reality. So I think Nebraska took a step closer with the vision and the reality side of things, but they took a step in the right direction. More steps can be made in the offseason. Some retooling to the vision needs to be done to help it meet reality, but all things considered, it was a step in the right direction as disappointing as the year ended.
1: Uh, Gary, it's a, it's going to be fun to uh, talk hoops with you uh, looking forward, <laughs> starting next week. It's going to be fun.
2: No, 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 no. We got... We got a lot of football. I mean, there's there's a lot yeah, of no, there's is. there's a there's a lot of stuff that again, I keep saying it's the response to things you learn this year. Well, tell me if year one was successful or not. Yeah. I, I think I think the core, which is behind the scenes, is in a lot better place. When I hear players say that it was fun this year. How about Omar yesterday in the press conference, yeah. right? He I, was I, effusive I, in his praise. I think when we pull back from the disappointment of yesterday, what Rule told you his blueprint is for year one, he kind of accomplished it. Yeah. On the field, it was kind of a feeling out year. And I, 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 I think we were sold that we Nebraska was supposed to be bad in year one under Matt Rule. And then all of a sudden, they had five wins with a chance to go to a bowl game. And it didn't happen. And you go, oh, that's a major letdown. But I think a lot of the stuff that Rule told you, and then they had the the twists and turns of the season, kind of played out. I think his biggest accomplishment is behind the scenes. He's further ahead on defense than I thought he would. But, man, he's got to figure out offense. And it's not just who's in the right position, who's the quarterback. It is how do they all work together? Because if they don't figure out all the offensive guys working together and game day stuff, then they're going to be right back in this position. So mm-hmm. he's a builder, and I say go build and continue what you're doing off the field, but work on what you're doing on the field to be better next year because coaching is really good in this conference. And, man, mm-hmm. you got to be really good with the headsets. We can have all the Jimmys mm-hmm. and Joes we want, but you got to be pretty good on game day. And Nebraska has some things to shore up on game day Ooh, in game yeah. decision-making. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's Gary Sharp with
3: us. Weekend edition, Hail Varsity, powered by Cornhead Lager, Elijah Herbal, Mark Cranach. Sharpie, you we'll, kind of we'll, we'll <laughs> check in with you again next time. Thanks for making uh, this roundtable rock and roll on a Saturday morning. I always
2: appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate it, guys. This was a lot of fun. We, uh, I don't know. Yesterday was not fun, but uh, off season will be intriguing. Yeah. At least we care, right? One thing I yep, guarantee for sure. right. it'll be another right. long, Spot- another hey. long off season. Spotify, yeah, iTunes, uh, Google Play yeah, for the podcast. Off season's too familiar. Yep. They got, of, uh... we, got we, we can't do this next year on this Saturday. no, no! no, no, no. God dang it. Let's do everything. If we're doing this
0: next year, I'll I'll be finding a new career. I can't I can't do this every
3: year. (laughs) Elijah Elijah has no more veins for Tito's, uh, is what he likes. Elijah just (laughs) he's he's, he's watering flowers at Lowe's. Like it's Uh just simpler. It's just (laughs) simpler. Return your cart and (laughs) don't piss me off. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, guys. take care. We'll be back at you Monday. Take care. Bye.